Welcome back to We've Never Been Clicked. I'm Cuppy Cup, and I am just thrilled to introduce today's guest, Texas A&M Director of Athletics, Ross Bjork. What a cool thing for Ross to agree to be with us today. Hello, Ross. Thank you, and welcome to the show. I have no doubt that you are the busiest guest we've ever had, so I really do appreciate your time, and, and we love having you on. Howdy to the good bull hunting crowd out there. It's great to be on your show, and I appreciate the invitation. And uh, yeah, it's been a busy 38 days, but it's been uh, so much fun. So uh, great to join your show today. I can't even imagine the whirlwind <laughs> that you've been through so far. How has the Aggie fan base been treating you? That's been really cool. Uh, just, you know, I've always just admired Texas A&M from afar, being a kind of a student of college athletics and, and being a fan myself, but then working in the industry. You know, I think I said it when I had my opening, uh, you know, public announcement on June 3rd about, you know, my first game here was in 1998 when I was working at the University of Missouri. And I was like, what is this place? Like the <laughs> press box is like shaking. Is that an earthquake or and they're like, no, that's, you know, that's the student section that makes the stadium vibrate. Um, and so I've always just been just really impressed. I thought um, looking at it again from afar, that A&M sort of set the standard in a lot of areas. Um, and so now that now that I'm I'm an Aggie and, and I've been here, you know, those 38 days, I, I can see it firsthand. I can I can describe it to people, you know, when I'm talking to other colleagues around the country and they're asking me the same question, how's it been? And I'm just like, you know what, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you can't really describe it until you're on the inside of it. Uh, but people have been so nice, so welcoming. Um, our family's been, uh, you know, received with open arms and uh, we're Aggies, we're all in and it's just been uh, an exciting, uh, you know, 38 days. That's fantastic. You really are in the thick of it. You sound like a red ass Aggie already. So that that's wonderful. Uh, do you have a and maybe this will change as you start to experience more of Aggie land, but do you have a favorite Aggie tradition? Gosh, you know, I haven't seen game day, you know, from this side of it yet. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've a Yale practice um, again back to that kind of that 1998 experience we came to Yale practice midnight Yale um, obviously I've been to games here the last uh, three times that Ole Miss has played uh, but you know you come in on the visiting team bus and you don't see a whole lot nothing beats our our band you know in in the core and in that whole tradition uh, so it's hard to really top you know what those young men and women stand for and, and how they represent the the university um, the rest of the traditions you know, I mean, I'm saying howdy a lot. That's good. <laughs> Getting used to that. Uh, obviously, a lot of gigums um, as well. We just had our full uh, athletic department staff meeting earlier today. And, um, you know, obviously, you, you start out with howdy. Um, so that, that's probably been my favorite just because that's, uh, that's been my routine, you know, these last uh, you know, month and, and several days. But I can't wait to see game day. Uh, I'm going to go to ticket pool, you know, the first week of, uh, of class and interact with students um, and then, you know, can't wait for yell practice, you know, on that Wednesday night. I think we're doing it at 10 o'clock. Right. It was midnight. So uh, our young men and women can go to class the next day and then get ready for the game. So there's not a favorite yet. And that's probably true of all Aggies. There's probably not just one favorite. It's they all collectively, you know, add to the spirit uh, of this place, which is so unique and so special. That's insightful. That is true. And I think that uh, that Howdy is a good one, especially for you only being there 38 days because that's the easiest way to grab the attention of a room full of Aggies is just to, to holler howdy at the top of your lungs. That's right. I got to get to the whoop 
you know, I got to get used to kind of how you fit that in. And, you know, when do you say that and <laughs> get the right inflection? Right. You know, that's so right. I, that one. See, I didn't, I did not go to Texas A&M for my undergraduate degree. So I'll, I'm going to confess I'm not a whooper either. So uh, <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll yeah. Get we'll, there. we'll both get there. So my mind is on football, of course, with football just around the river bend here. Uh, can you describe your relationship with Jimbo Fisher? Did you know him at all before you took the A&M job? You know, we, we briefly knew each other just by being in the SEC. You know, Jimbo's, uh, you know, first year, you know, you go to the SEC uh, meetings in May and it's all the football coaches, all the basketball coaches, women's basketball coaches, chancellors, you know, athletic directors, faculty reps, a, a bunch of people. And uh, I actually gave a report uh, to the football coaches about all the transfer, you know, environment that was happening at that time. And now obviously is, is front and center, you know, to how we have to, you know, work in college athletics today. And, and I gave that presentation and I, I sat next to Jimbo um, and we have a lot of common friends. You know, we didn't really know each other that that uh, that well uh, before all of this. Uh, but Mark Stoops uh, is a really good friend of mine. Mark's the head coach at Kentucky. He worked with Jimbo. He and Jimbo are best of friends. Jimbo calls Mark. Hey, Mark, what do you know about this guy? Mark, you know, and I, like I said, are close. You know, Mark uh, gave me his seal of approval, I guess. And and then just in college athletics in general, you know, we all kind of know each other or at least know it's kind of that six degrees of separation or two degrees of separation. We all kind of know people that know each other. Uh, so I think there's just been a mutual respect. And I've just been really impressed, you know, seeing him up close and talking to him and his level of football knowledge and attention to detail, uh, which helps just continue the culture building to win championships. Uh, I've just been so impressed uh, by seeing him firsthand. So it's been a great, uh, you know, relationship and, and sky's the limit, you know, with Jimbo. And it's been a lot of fun to, to work with him directly. Okay. Excellent. And but between Jimbo and Buzz Williams, is it weird to walk into a situation as an AD where the school has just made two really big hires? Is there any downside to that? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, you know, we got to give credit to uh, to my predecessor, Scott Woodward, for having, you know, vision like he did to go out and, and get the best, you know. And so I think everyone in college football at the time, Jimbo got hired, said, OK, home run hire. You got the best coach. And then same thing in basketball, you know, looking at it again from afar being in the conference, you know, when Buzz's name came up, it's like, well, that's a, that's a no doubter. I mean, that's a, you've got to make that higher if you're Texas A&M. And, and then on Buzz's side, it's, he's a perfect fit. And so he's, he's got a homecoming. And so, you know, I, I think uh, what, what's kind of unique in college athletics is uh, when you're like the deputy AD, uh, you want to be involved in, Hey, let's go hire a bunch of coaches and, and get experience and, you know, you know, help uh, build your resume. And then when you become an athletic director, the last thing you want to do is a coaching search. Yes. Right? Because you want, you want continuity, you want success, you know, you, you don't making changes, you know, that impacts a lot of people. Uh, you have to do it. It's part of it. Uh, but to walk into a place where you have so much momentum, uh, I've had colleagues, uh, media members and colleagues say, Hey, you know what? College station perhaps is one of the best places, if not the best places to be right now in college athletics uh, because of the table that, that's been set. And so to walk into that um, where you don't have to fix a lot of those kind of things is uh, rewarding, refreshing, uh, energizing, allows me to focus on 
things that we need to improve upon. Um, and so we're able to tackle those things and then let Jimbo and Buzz, you know, do their thing and support them and share their vision and let's go to work together and, and build these programs how we see fit. Good. Very good. And we, we've been kind of saddled with the label of sleeping giant for a long time in, in major sports. So w- as fans, we're all looking forward to kind of taking it over that hump as well. The, how are you getting along with our other coaches? We have a lot of great coaches, obviously, around uh, Texas A&M. Again, in 38 days, uh, you're, the, you're the 170th uh, meeting or interview or one-on-one meeting or group meeting or donor meeting, or, you know, alumni event, former student event, whatever it is, you know, touch points. Uh, we've had 170 up until this podcast, um, including I've met with every single one of our head coaches uh, one-on-one. Um, and, you know, I met with uh, Gary Blair and Buzz and Jimbo when I was here in June. Um, and then I've met with uh, all the other coaches uh, since I arrived on July the 8th. And, um, and, and, and really what, what they're looking for is, Hey, what's the vision? Um, you know, I, I, would like to know that the athletic director supports my program. I know that I have to work with other people day to day, but they want to know that you care. Um, and so I, I think I've hit it off really well. Um, you know, again, a small world, uh, all the coaches here, you know, what do they do? They hear from the old Miss coaches, Hey, you're going to yeah. love Ross or, Hey, Ross is, this is his style or, or they call the old Miss coaches and say, hey, what's Ross like? Um, and, I, and I think, you know, again, it's not about me, but it's just about leadership. I, I think they've all gotten positive feedback uh, here at Texas A&M about, you know, me and, and how I work with our coaches. And, and then I sit down with them and I say, hey, what are the barriers to success? How do we knock those down and how do we win a championship, you know, in your respective sport? Uh, so that we can be that top five program that I think we we have the capability of being, if not already. So that that's been fun. It's been fun to sit down with Coach G and hey, we're the SEC preseason uh, you know pick to win it. Right? You know, you sit down with Coach Denton and talk about you know aspiring to be national champions, you know, and have the ability to do it. You know, Pat Henry, holy cow, you know he sets a standard. So. Those are exciting, and that builds the culture that everyone else knows they can do it if you've got other sports that, that set that example. So it's been fun to interact with all the other head coaches. You've put in the 170 meetings over these 38 days, and now you're getting to see everything pay off here in just a, in just a couple of weeks. So I'm, you're, in a, you're in a pretty cool place right now. Technically, we're still in the offseason. So I ha- as a, a managing editor at a fan blog, I have to ask you about this series what what are your thoughts? I'm sure you've heard this already a little bit. What are your thoughts on renewing the Texas A&M versus Texas series in football? Yeah, you know, I, I look at it uh, several ways. Uh, one, sort of philosophically, you know, and, and traditionally, um, you know, what does that look like? Obviously, we, we went our, our separate way and joined the SEC and, and made a, you know, I think it's been, you know, a lifetime decision or a transformational decision, however that was described. And, and that's exactly right. You know, this, this set the course for Texas A&M University as a university, but also as an athletic to pro- program to have our own platform. Um, and I know that's something that Aggies have been, you know, talking about for a long time, sort of that sleeping giant category. Mm-hmm. We've had sort of had this, uh, this shadow. And now we have, we're in the SEC, we're in Texas, we're the only program you know, in the SEC, the best conference in college sports in Texas, which has so much value. We have to capitalize on that. 
you know, so you look at it that way and you say, okay, you know, maybe nostalgic and tradition, um, you, you look at it. Uh, but then you look at the logistics of it. You know, the logistics of it say that there's really not room uh, for this type of uh, scheduling opportunity. We play LSU the last game of the year, and that's locked in. That, that, if that changes, that really disrupts the entire SEC scheduling model. Um, and so you're playing LSU the last game of the year, and that's set for, uh, for a long time to come. Um, and then you look at, you know, we're scheduled out. They're scheduled out way past what we're scheduled out. Um, so there, logistically, there's not a lot of opportunities. And, and, I, and I think our, our position, I, I believe our position um, truly as a university, not just athletics, but as a university, is that if it's, if it's best for us, uh, then we'll, we'll consider it. But otherwise, I, I think they've moved on. We've moved on. Uh, logistics are, are in the way. Uh, there's a lot of other rivalries that that we're concerned with, you know, right now, Alabama and LSU and, you know, Florida on the east side and, you know, South Carolina on the east side. And then we play that that big national game like Clemson and we have Notre Dame coming up and Arizona State and, and Colorado. And, you know, those are the kind of games that I'm eyeing as we move into the future that I think are, are best for uh, for Texas A&M. I'll confess, I haven't moved on yet. So I, Good Bull Hunting kind of has a reputation for being the site that wants to see the game renewed. And it's not everyone that writes for us, but we have a pretty strong yeah. contingent. Yeah. So I'll tell you kind of some, some funny uh, anecdotes here. Good. You know, I've had, uh, I'm probably up to, you know, 35 or 36, uh, you know, just individual donor meetings, uh, you know, where you're sitting down with someone, you know, sort of one-on-one, or maybe it's a small group and, it's basically it's it's 36 to zero, you know, that that we should we should just keep moving on. Um, and then I spoke at a at a big event, a kickoff event uh, a few weeks ago. And obviously this topic was brought up and I mentioned that I've had these one on one meetings. And I said it, at that point, it was like 26 to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's 500 people there and basically all 500 said, hey, move on. And I said, so I guess it's 526 to zero. Um, and so I ran into one person over the weekend who said we should play him. And his rationale was we can't beat them unless we play them. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Hey, I don't, I don't think we should play him, but I, I really would like to beat him. Uh, therefore play him. Uh, so I guess it's like, you know, 538 to one <laughs> uh, is my informal, uh, surveying so far. So, That's but funny. no, look, it's, it's a passionate topic. I, I get it. There's a lot of history tied into it. I, you know, I do know that, that Texas A&M offered to keep playing, you know, right after the SEC transition and, and, you know, we were told no and, you know, at that time. And so, look, I, I think both programs are, are setting, you know, their platforms uh, to compete. Uh, Texas has their thing. We have our thing. And you know what? I think we'll just keep moving forward. All right, good. Well, uh, we'll give you eight or twelve writers that you can add to the other side of the column. So, so now it'll be like five fifty to ten or whatever. <laughs> you know what? The good thing is, uh, people are passionate about yeah. it. Right? It's a it's a topic. Uh, we we get it. You know, football is important in this state, and that's what makes it exciting. And that gives us chances to to capitalize on on our program. You know, so it's uh, we'll keep talking about it. I'm sure. I'm sure the topic won't won't go away anytime soon. Yeah, maybe we'll just meet him in the playoff. That would be fine. There you go. Sugar Bowl <laughs> playoff. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 
let's take just a brief time out to listen to some of our sponsored content, and then we will jump right back into it with Ross Bjork on the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And since you're still kind of fresh in College Station, you just got there not long ago. Is there anything you're missing about being in Oxford? You know, my friends, you know, I, I had great friends, have great friends there. You miss them. Our, our kids miss their friends. Uh, I, I miss uh, sort of the charm of the, of the square and some of the good food uh, around the square. Um, you know, so you miss some of those things, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you can, uh, you always get new friends. You always have new restaurants and places to hang out. So we've, we've enjoyed getting to know, you know, college station. Um, but yeah, you miss some of those things and, you know, it'll be tough, uh, going back there, you know, for the football game, you know, there in October, uh, just because we, we love it there and we have such great memories there and, you know, you pour your heart and soul into it. Uh, obviously I know, I know who I'm rooting for and supporting and hmm. all in on, but you know, those emotional things, uh, that'll kind of hit you when you, when we go back there, but, but no, we, we had great memories there and, uh, you know, it's a new chapter for the Bjork family and, and we're so excited to be Aggies. So absolutely all in. Understood the, and I saw you've already tweeted about Bucky's a couple times. So you're on the right track being a Texan now. That that's been fun. It's been fun to, uh, kind of hit a couple of those spots. Um, you know, I think we have to, we have to really work on though. We need one in college station. Yeah, I agree with that. I gotta, I gotta meet the ownership and, uh, and have a <laughs> conversation. How do we get this going? And they're Aggies, right? So that should be easy for you to set up. Oh, I hope I'm going to, I'm going to try. We're <laughs> going to try, try to meet the owner here really soon and uh, maybe talk about college station. I'm fortunate being in Houston because I pass up two or three buckies on my way into town. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are, are you, are you having time to enjoy College Station as a town yet? Is it, what are you enjoying the most out there? We're, uh, we're limited right now because I'm on the run. Um, our family, my, my boys, we have two boys, uh, Peyton and Paxton, and they, uh, they're going into eighth grade and third grade. And they've been in every camp. We've had them in the Alex Caruso camp. They've been the two uh, Texas A&M basketball camps. Uh, they've been in all kinds of camps, baseball camps, baseball tryouts. My, my oldest is playing eighth grade football for A&M Consolidated Middle School. So he's been doing workouts. So we've been kind of just getting settled on those kind of things. Um, we've, we've met, uh, you know, Chef Tay. Oh, good. Um, you know, Porter's has been a good place. Uh, we love that whole Century Square. Our boys love the Blaze Pizza. Oh, good. Of course, uh, I'm trying to recall the, uh, the ice cream shop uh, where they really freeze it at such a high level. And, um, so they love ice cream and the sweets and they love playing soccer and football in that little, that little turf area. So century square has been fun. So so they have one of those nitrogen freezing ice cream places. Now I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of the nitrogen. (laughs) I mean, so it's like, we got to go in there like before dinner and after dinner. (laughs) Uh, so no, we, we've gotten out a little bit and, uh, you know, obviously there'll be more to come as, as events, uh, you know, start kicking up here with the start of the academic year. All right, cool. Well, yeah, chef Tay, he does great work. So that's good. You've already been introduced to some of the right people on that side. Absolutely. 
you gotta, gotta have your good food spots. No doubt. Yeah. So I'm assuming that every university works a little bit differently. Has anything surprised you from the administrative side at Texas A&M, either structurally or culturally? You know, in in some ways, you know, the fundamentals uh, of higher education are are essentially the same. You know, there's different nuances or different policies or layers of communication or, you know, leadership and and things like that. You know, at at Ole Miss, we had a very decentralized uh, governing board structure. Uh, here, our system office is, is right here in, in College Station, you know, so there's communication there. Um, President Young and, and his leadership style, I, I love how he approaches things. Um, you know, he trusts his leadership, communicate, you know, no surprises. So th- those, a lot of those things are very similar um, a- a- as well. You know, I've met with, um, I'm going through and meeting with all of the vice presidents on campus as well. And because we all, we all serve on the president's cabinet. Um, so I'm asking them, you know, how does athletics work with your department? You know, what's the good, what's the bad, what can we do better? You know, so I'm learning a lot of things, um, about it, but it, really it boils down to communication, you know, communication and relationships. So nothing has really surprised me, uh, per se. Uh, it's just a bigger place. The, the scale and the size and the, the amount of people that, you know, I interact with, it's just a bigger portfolio. Uh, so just getting used to, you know, I'm, I'm probably still not in my rhythm yet in terms of how, how exactly, you know, weekly and, and daily I'll be structured because I'm just going from one meeting and one opportunity to the next. And once I kind of smooth that out, I'll probably have a better feel. But I think it's been exciting to, to hear from people about, hey, athletics does it at a high level. They work with other people in our department, and, and it sounds like we perform really well uh, when we're engaging with other parts of, of campus. So that's been refreshing uh, to hear. Uh, but primarily the biggest surprise, and it's not a surprise because I knew it going in, is just the scale and the size and scope uh, of this magnificent place. And that's what makes us great is, is our strength in, in our numbers. So that, that's been fun to see. Okay, good. And we, if we were to scale it up a bit more, this is just kind of a curiosity question. If you could add one more sport to Texas A&M athletics without any red tape or restrictions, what sport would you add? Wow. Uh, you're, you're putting me on the spot. You're, you're making me kind of, kind of pick a, maybe a, a front runner or something like that. You know? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of things that go into adding sports. Um, you know, I think you have to look at the, the, the interest and ability of, of your student population. That's that's sort of one of the areas that you look into. Mm-hmm. I think we have a great complement of sports right now. You know, obviously with with the huge uh, Hispanic you know population in, in Texas and, and us needing to have relationships in as many areas and diverse areas as possible. You know, do you look at men's soccer? Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. And, and what would that bring, you know, to uh, to this community? Coach G obviously does a tremendous job and our crowds out there. I haven't seen it firsthand, but I've heard about it, seen it online. And man, I can't wait to go to my first game, you know, for for Texas A&M soccer to see that passion. So, you know, do you do you look at something like that um, as a way to build you know community and build another asset you know, for A&M? You know, lacrosse has sort of been a national sport. That's kind of growing a, a little bit more. Uh, sand volleyball is another one that uh, is somewhat emerging 
Um, you know, there's a few programs in the SEC that 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 picked it up. I didn't uh, so, even know that. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta. You know, to me, if if it's not an SEC sport, I think it's it's hard to justify. And you know, let's 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 use men's soccer. There's only two programs that play men's soccer: Kentucky and South Carolina. Right. You know, so you got to look at all those things. But you know, I, I think that's how you'd have to look at it: is are there opportunities to just continue to sort of build your fan base out and and do something you know great for the students and the community? Is how you'd uh, take a look at it. So. Hopefully I kind of dodged your question, but also a little bit specific. How about that's, that? That's, there's an art to it, right? That's, that's part of being an athletic director. I actually think you answered it really well. Uh, men's soccer was probably the first sport that I thought of, but um, maybe gymnastics or um, rowing or something like that. I don't know. You just kind of look around the SEC and see what other people are competing in. But, uh, but I think you had a great answer. You even incorporated uh, in improving the reach at Texas A&M and kind of um, involving different demographics. So I liked your answer. That was good. See, I'm a blogger, so I have the luxury of hypotheticals all the time. It's easy for us to talk about playing Texas and, you know, adding men's soccer. We don't have any consequences. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Have you, you, you always had kind of a fun persona on Twitter and when you were at Ole Miss, I remember when you posted the photo with the heavyweight championship belt over your shoulder. And even though we follow A&M, you were on our radar just because you were kind of always having fun and cutting it up with the fans. Are you, are you bringing that energy to A&M or uh, are you more seasoned now and kind of going in a different direction? I'm probably a little more seasoned. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was, a, that was a moment where you know, obviously the the Ole Miss Mississippi State rivalry is uh, is very intense, and it's and it's personal because there's only three million people in Mississippi, and if you probably cut it down the middle, it's probably about half and half, right? Half Ole Miss and half Mississippi State, and everybody sort of knows everybody, and you know, there's there's mixed marriages, you know, with with, with the rivalry, and and this guy, he just he just would was wearing me out on Twitter. I remember like, him. Yeah, like a week. Just and I'm just like, all right, look, you got to You got to have some levity, right? You got to be able to laugh at yourself. And I had this wrestling belt sent to me by the owner of uh, uh, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, and she is an Ole Miss grad, uh, TNA wrestling. And she sent me this wrestling belt and was like, hey, this is you know new AD, congratulations, you know just sort of as a fun joke. And, um, this guy just kept wearing me out and, and I know you're probably not supposed to pay attention to it, but I'm just like, all right, we got to have some fun here. Like, come on, you know? So I, we just took that picture and it's, uh, it still haunts me today. Um, I (laughs) take responsibility for it. Our, it was funny. Our PR communications folks were like, don't do it, Ross, don't do it. And I'm like, come on guys. Like we got to be able to laugh at ourselves. I I go, I'm going to do it. Well, he no, had it coming. He he asked you if you would meet him face to face to discuss it. So I think he had it coming. Right. And that was another little Twitter thing that kind of kind of led to that, you know, face to face, you know, conversation. Um, and I was like, look, if people can't take this for what it is, you know, it's a joke. We're going to have fun with it. Let's let's laugh about it. Um, but you know what? That kind of turned into, you know, oh, here's this guy. You know, here he is. So I would say that I've matured um, a lot. Um, I don't read my mentions uh, near as much anymore <laughs> because I, I just need to focus on what I need to focus on, kind of control the controllable. But I, I still want to have fun. I mean, I tweeted out a picture yesterday of uh, two of our supporters in San Antonio and 
and one of the gentlemen has a pinstripe and a Texas A&M logo on the side of his car. Yes. You know, so that, that's the kind of stuff, you know, Bucky's, you know, things yeah. like that things, you know, hopefully on game day, you know, my routine on game day is going to be to go around and try to meet as many fans as possible, you know, around our tailgates. And I hope people, Hey, we will take pictures. And then I hope they tweet them out and Hey, I met the new AD and, you know, we can have fun with those kind of things. So I, I probably, uh, in my older years have matured a little bit from the wrestling belt days, but I, I still want to have a lot of fun on, on social media as a way Good. to connect. I wasn't trying to bring up a sour memory. It's just, you know, as uh, a blog, that's the kind of stuff we latch onto and love to discuss. Have you mixed it up with any of the, the SB Nation sites? We had Red Cup Rebellion over at Ole Miss. Those, those folks are kind of wild. They are. You know, I had a, I had a good relationship with, uh, with the Red Cup folks. Um, you know, we had, we had our tussles here and there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, all, all in all, they were positive. And uh, we, again, you got to have fun in this, you know, you've got to have, you know, you got to have relationships, you got to have fun. Yeah. There's serious moments, but I think when it comes to this stuff, you know, if your fans can kind of see how you can engage people and, and have some light moments, you know, it, it just makes, uh, makes it a lot more fun, I think, to, to be a fan. So yeah, we mix it up a little bit with the, the red, red cup guys and gals. Very good. In true blogger fashion, I have a question from my mother. She wants to, they live in uh, Bryan, Texas. She, she wants to know if you have plans for the old softball field site yet. Boy, that, that is a great question. Um, and I'm glad your mother is thinking about that because every day that I'm in the office, I drive by that site. And, uh, (laughs) yes, there, I think there's probably many, uh, concepts uh, that come to mind in, in my head. Uh, I know we have a, a university master plan to, to maybe turn that corner into a multitude of things. Uh, you know, the, the, the location of where it is, I think, provides a, a great benefit. You know, it's right next to soccer. Um, it's right adjacent to our brand new softball and, and track facilities. And then we have our older track complex. So I think it gives us a great opportunity to create some sort of anchor point there on that corner. I don't know what that is yet. Uh, I know that uh, soccer, uh, a soccer stadium, you know, uh, renovation, expansion needs to take place, you know, especially with two, you know, beautiful buildings, you know, right next to it. Um, and obviously with Coach uh, G's program, you know, so I, I really want to study soccer and how it ties into that corner uh, because that corner is a focal point, you know, just day to day, but also for athletics. And then you have baseball right across the street and, so, yes, we are studying that. Uh, I'm asking a lot of questions. Uh, we have architects uh, that have already visited. They'll visit again. Uh, facilities are, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. You know, if you don't do it every day, you know, you get ugly. And so we have to continue to brush our teeth. We have to, to really string, think strategically. Um, and that corner is definitely on our list of priorities as we formulate, you know, what a master plan for athletics would uh, would look like. I don't want to tip her hand in case she runs into you in person, but I think they have season tickets to everything. So I think she wants it to be more parking. Yeah. OK, I got you. <laughs> That's part of the challenge, too, on every campus is uh, where do you park? Yeah. And my and and my last question for you, um, I just you've had such a cool journey from college fullback to athletic director. I wanted to know how you feel about the evolution of the fullback in college football with spread offenses and how the roles changed. Uh, obviously, we had a good one last year with our 12th man, Colin Gillespie. Uh, but but what do you think generally about the fullback position? You know, I, I've uh, I've been around 
college athletics, you know, for uh, 24 years, I guess, on the administrative side. And, you know, the last like 10 or 12 years, we've gotten away from fullbacks. So I tried to talk to you freeze about a fullback. I tried to talk to Matt Luke and now I've tried to talk to Jimbo and they won't listen. <laughs> you know, at least Jimbo has sort of a hybrid, um, you know, model in, in his offense. Um, but no, it's, Hey, look, the spread offenses, that's what everybody's running. Obviously the high school programs are running it. So you don't really see, you know, a bunch of fullbacks uh, being developed. I was a tailback in high school, which means I was too slow to play tailback at the next level. So they converted me, you know, to a, to a fullback. So it was a, it was a genetic thing, I guess, you know, uh, that I played fullback, but look, Hey, you got to adapt. You got to evolve. Uh, I wish we had them. I wish there was that smash mouth, uh, sort of, uh, mindset, um, in today's world, but, uh, it, it happens and it's an evolution, but getting it back is probably not going to happen. I'm probably uh, one of the last generations of, college fullbacks that uh, we can hang our hat on. Yeah, that classic fullback. But but that's cool. And and congratulations on all the success you've had. You you truly are a pleasure to speak with. And uh, I also urge you not to listen to any negative things that anyone around the department might say about good bull hunting. We're uh, our hearts in the right place most of the time. You know, that, that typically is what happens, right? Everyone cares. You know, we, we may not uh, always see eye to eye on how we get there, right? But we all want the same thing. And, uh, and I think that's the objective uh, that, I, that I've seen from, from your site and, and, and you personally. And so I, I appreciate that. So, hey, let's just keep marching forward and, and get this thing done and build this program. Excellent. Thank, thank you again for your time. This is, uh, you're, you're the biggest guest I've ever had on this show. So um, we, we really appreciate you and, and taking the, the time and effort to, to talk to our audience. Um, it was a really cool experience and, and I'm just grateful for it. So thank you. Absolutely. All right. Good luck uh, heading into the seasons and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again with you down the road. All right. Gig'em Aggies. Gig'em. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Tell people about the show. Share it on social media. Uh, leave comments on Good Bull Hunting. The more uh, listeners, the more engagement we're getting with this content, the better the guests are going to be. It's kind of this self-perpetuating thing. Uh, please check out our new subreddit. It's just Good Bull Hunting. If you're on Reddit, look us up. We, of course, post a lot of our content there, but I would love to see more discussion. Thank you and have a great rest of the day. Take care, y'all. Never been clicked yet yeah.